Today is the 8th day of December. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's great to be here with you today as we take our steps through the final, the 12th month of the year and wind our way into Christmas and wind our way all the way through that, all the way to the end of the Bible. And then we'll start over again. But we're not there. We're here. And here is where we belong right now. We've been reading from the book of Hosea in the Old Testament. We will complete the book of Hosea today. Then in the New Testament, we've been kind of racing through some short letters, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. We arrive at another short letter named Jude, and we'll read all of that today. So we're moving along. We'll talk about Jude when we get there. But first, Hosea chapters 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14 today. Israel is a lush vine. It yields fruit for itself. The more his fruit increased, the more he increased the altars. The better his land produced, the better they made the sacred pillars. Their hearts are devious. Now they must bear their guilt. The Lord will break down their altars and demolish their sacred pillars. In fact, they are now saying, We have no king, for we do not fear the Lord. What can a king do for us? They speak mere words, talking false oaths while making covenants. So lawsuits break out, like poisonous weeds in the furrows of a field. The residents of Samaria will have anxiety over the calf of Beth-Avon. Indeed, its idolatrous priests rejoiced over it. The people will mourn over it, over its glory. It will certainly go into exile. The calf itself will be taken to Assyria as an offering to the great king. Ephraim will experience shame. Israel will be ashamed of its counsel. Samaria's king will disappear like foam on the surface of the water. The high places of Avon, the sin of Israel, will be destroyed. Thorns and thistles will grow over their altars. They will say to the mountains, cover us, and to the hills, fall on us. Israel, you have sinned. Since the days of Gibeah, they have taken their stand there. Will not war against the unjust overtake them in Gibeah? I will discipline them at my discretion. Nations will be gathered against them to put them in bondage for their double iniquity. Ephraim is a well-trained calf that loves to thresh. But I will place a yoke on her fine neck. I will harness Ephraim. Judah will plow. Jacob will do the final plowing. Sow righteousness for yourselves and reap faithful love. Break up your unplowed ground. It is time to seek the Lord until he comes and sends righteousness on you like the rain. You have plowed wickedness and reaped injustice. You have eaten the fruit of lies because you have trusted in your own way and in your large number of soldiers. The roar of battle will rise against your people, and all your fortifications will be demolished in a day of war, like Shalman's destruction of Bet Arbel. Mothers will be dashed to pieces along with their children. So it will be done to you, Bethel, because of your extreme evil. At dawn, the kings of Israel will be totally destroyed. When Israel was a child, I loved him. 
and out of Egypt I called my son. Israel called to the Egyptians even as Israel was leaving them. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and burning offerings to idols. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the hand, but they never knew that I healed them. I led them with human cords, with ropes of love. To them I was like one who eases the yoke from their jaws. I bent down to give them food. Israel will not return to the land of Egypt, and Assyria will be his king because they refuse to repent. A sword will whirl through his cities. It will destroy and devour the bars of his gates because of their schemes. My people are bent on turning from me. Though they call to him on high, he will not exalt them at all. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I surrender you, Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I treat you like Zeboim? I have had a change of heart. My compassion is stirred. I will not vent the full fury of my anger. I will not turn back to destroy Ephraim. For I am God and not man, the Holy One among you. I will not come in rage. They will follow the Lord. He will roar like a lion. When he roars, his children will come trembling from the west. They will be roused like birds from Egypt and like doves from the land of Assyria. Then I will settle them in their homes. This is the Lord's declaration. Ephraim surrounds me with lies, the house of Israel with deceit. Judah still wanders with God and is faithful to the holy ones. Ephraim chases the wind and pursues the east wind. He continually multiplies lies and violence. He makes a covenant with Assyria, and olive oil is carried to Egypt. The Lord also has a dispute with Judah. He is about to punish Jacob according to his conduct. He will repay him based on his actions. In the womb he grasped his brother's heel, and as an adult he wrestled with God. Jacob struggled with the angel and prevailed. He wept and sought his favor. He found him at Bethel, and there he spoke with him. The Lord is the God of armies. The Lord is his name. But you must return to your God. Maintain love and justice and always put your hope in God. A merchant loves to extort with dishonest scales in his hands. But Ephraim thinks, how rich I have become. I made it all myself in all my earnings. No one can find any iniquity in me that I can be punished for. I have been the Lord your God ever since the land of Egypt. I will make you live in tents again, as in the festival days. I will speak through the prophets and grant many visions. I will give parables through the prophets. Since Gilead is full of evil, they will certainly come to nothing. They sacrifice bulls in Gilgal. Even their altars will be like piles of rocks on the furrows of a field. Jacob fled to the territory of Aram. Israel worked to earn a wife. He tended flocks for a wife. The Lord brought Israel from Egypt by a prophet, and Israel was tended by a prophet. Ephraim has provided bitter anger, so his Lord will leave his blood guilt on him and repay him for his contempt. When Ephraim spoke, there was trembling, 
He was exalted in Israel, but he incurred guilt through Baal and died. Now they continue to sin and make themselves a cast image, idols skillfully made from their silver, all of them the work of craftsmen. People say about them, Let the men who sacrifice kiss the calves. Therefore they will be like the morning mist, like the early dew that vanishes, like chaff blown from a threshing floor, or like smoke from a window. I have been the Lord your God ever since the land of Egypt. You know no God but me, and no Savior exists besides me. I knew you in the wilderness, in the land of drought. When they had pasture, they became satisfied. They were satisfied, and their hearts became proud. Therefore they forgot me, so I will be like a lion to them. I will lurk like a leopard on the path. I will attack them like a bear robbed of her cubs and tear open the rib cage over their hearts. I will devour them there like a lioness, like a wild beast that would rip them open. I will destroy you, Israel. You have no help but me. Where now is your king that he may save you in all your cities? And the rulers you demanded, saying, Give me a king and leaders. I give you a king in my anger and take away a king in my wrath. Ephraim's guilt is preserved. His sin is stored up. Labor pains come on him. He is not a wise son. When the time comes, he will not be born. I will ransom them from the power of Sheol. I will redeem them from death. Death, where are your barbs? Sheol, where is your sting? Compassion is hidden from my eyes. Although he flourishes among his brothers, an east wind will come, a wind from the Lord rising up from the desert. His water source will fail, and his spring will run dry. The wind will plunder the treasury of every precious item. Samaria will bear her guilt because she has rebelled against her God. They will fall by the sword. Their children will be dashed to pieces and their pregnant women ripped open. Israel, return to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled in your iniquity. Take words of repentance with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, Forgive all our iniquity and accept what is good so that we may repay you with praise from our lips. Assyria will not save us, we will not ride on horses, and we will no longer proclaim our gods to the work of our hands, for the fatherless receives compassion in you. I will heal their apostasy. I will freely love them, for my anger will have turned from him. I will be like the dew to Israel. He will blossom like the lily and take root like the cedars of Lebanon. His new branches will spread and his splendor will be like the olive tree, his fragrance like the forest of Lebanon. The people will return and live beneath his shade. They will grow grain and blossom like the vine. His renown will be like the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim, why should I have anything more to do with idols? It is I who answer and watch over him. I am like a flourishing pine tree. Your fruit comes from me. 
Let whoever is wise understand these things, and whoever is insightful recognize them. For the ways of the Lord are right, and the righteous walk in them, but the rebellious stumble in them. Okay, so like we said at the beginning, that that concludes Hosea. And that brings us to the New Testament portion of our reading today. And that brings us to the letter or epistle of Jude. And we'll read the entire epistle. It's 25 verses long. And as we read it, it, it may have familiar themes, maybe even familiar language. Many biblical scholars accept the idea that Second Peter imitates Jude's letter. And if, if that's true, then Jude's letter predates Second Peter, and that would, that would date it into the mid-60s AD. If, if that's not the case, then the letter could have been written as late as the end of Jude's life, probably around 80 AD. But that might be just trivia that, like, like maybe there are more important questions, like, who is Jude? Who is Jude? And that has been a vigorous debate throughout church history as well, and it continues to be examined among the scholars to this day. If we're moving in the direction of like consensus, the majority of traditional scholars would agree that Jude, who wrote this letter, was the brother of James and the brother of Jesus. And even though he's a brother or half-brother, he was not an apostle. He did not believe in Jesus during his ministry. It's not really clear who this letter is to. It, it's addressed to all who have been called by God the Father, who loves you and keeps you safe in the care of Jesus Christ. So we could say that includes us, and we probably should say that includes us. We should probably say this is a letter that was intended for us to read and understand and apply to our lives because it's still important to us. Jude tells us in this letter that he was planning on writing a totally different kind of letter, but that he, he needed to step into some, some issues. And the issues were false teaching about the grace of God. This is all still with us today. This was addressed many times in the letters throughout the New Testament. Basically, what was going on is that the teaching of of unmerited favor, of grace, the grace of God, the mercy of God upon us is a free gift bestowed upon us when we believe. There is no way to earn God's favor. It is a gift that is given to us. And that's a core understanding in the Christian faith. And we're taught that in the scriptures. It's grace. Some people began to twist that around. Some people continue to twist that around basically saying grace covers everything that I do so I can do whatever I want and I can do it with whoever I want I can do what I please because all I have to do is ask forgiveness the mercy of God will not hold this sin against me and I can't earn God's grace anyway so what's the point I believe Grace has covered me, and now I will move on doing as I please, being my own God and ruling how I choose. Jude says, that's not going to go anywhere. 
That will not end anywhere good. And so we should listen to it because it's not as if we're not trying to justify our actions all the time. And Jude is warning us away from that path. And he, he instructs the believers to remember that these kinds of twist, twistings of the teachings, they were predicted. They, they knew this would happen. They knew this would come. They need to bind together and build each other up through the power of the Holy Spirit and take care of each other, which is what we've been learning all year through the scriptures. It matters that we take care of each other. So we'll read this 25-verse letter, and this is our last stop before we reach the final book in the New Testament, and that book is the book of Revelation, which will take us into completely different territory than we've been in in the New Testament. So let's pay very close attention to the words of this last letter in the New Testament. Jude a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James, to those who are called, loved by God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ. May mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Dear friends, although I was eager to write you about the salvation we share, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was delivered to the saints once for all. For some people who were designated for this judgment long ago, have come in by stealth. They are ungodly, turning the grace of our God into sensuality and denying Jesus Christ, our only Master and Lord. Now, I want to remind you, although you came to know all these things once and for all, that Jesus saved a people out of Egypt and later destroyed those who did not believe, and the angels who did not keep their own position, but abandoned their proper dwelling, he has kept in eternal chains, in deep darkness, for the judgment on the great day. Likewise, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns committed sexual immorality and perversions, and serve as an example by undergoing the punishment of eternal fire. In the same way, these people, relying on their dreams, defile their flesh, reject authority, and slander glorious ones. Yet when Michael, the archangel, was disputing with the devil in an argument about Moses' body, he did not dare utter a slanderous condemnation against him, but said, The Lord rebuke you. But these people blaspheme anything they do not understand. And what they do understand by instinct, like irrational animals... By these things they are destroyed. Woe to them, for they have gone the way of Cain, have plunged into Balaam's error for profits, and have perished in Korah's rebellion. These people are dangerous reefs at your love feasts as they eat with you without reverence. They are shepherds who only look after themselves. They are waterless clouds carried along by winds, trees in late autumn, fruitless, twice dead and uprooted. They are wild waves of the sea, foaming up their shameful deeds, wandering stars for whom the blackness of darkness is reserved forever. It was about these that Enoch, in the seventh generation from Adam, prophesied, Look, 
the Lord comes with tens of thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment on all and to convict all the ungodly concerning all the ungodly acts that they have done in an ungodly way and concerning all the harsh things ungodly sinners have said against him. These people are discontented grumblers, living according to their desires. Their mouths utter arrogant words, flattering people for their own advantage. But you, dear friends, remember what was predicted by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They told you, in the end time, there will be scoffers living according to their own ungodly desires. These people create divisions and are worldly, not having the Spirit. But you, dear friends, as you build yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting expectantly for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ for eternal life. Have mercy on those who waver. Save others by snatching them from the fire. Have mercy on others, but with fear, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Now to him who is able to protect you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory without blemish and with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. Psalm 127 The Blessing of the Lord A Song of Ascents of Solomon Unless the Lord builds a house, its builders labor over it in vain. Unless the Lord watches over a city, the watchman stays alert in vain. In vain you get up early and stay up late, working hard to have enough food. Yes, he gives sleep to the ones he loves. Sons are indeed a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the sons born in one's youth. Happy is the man who has filled his quiver with them. They will never be put to shame when they speak with their enemies at the city gate. Proverbs 29, 15-17 A rod of correction imparts wisdom, but a youth left to himself is a disgrace to his mother. When the wicked increase, rebellion increases, but the righteous will see their downfall. Discipline your child, and it will bring you peace of mind and give you delight. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for another day. We thank you for every day. We thank you that this, this goes on every day. No matter what part of the year we're in, no matter what day it is, no matter what month it is, this is the rhythm of our lives, to place your word in our hearts and allow your word to speak for itself inside of us, transforming us, growing us, and pulling us free from the bondages we, we get ourselves into. And so we thank you for your word. We thank you for the letter to Jude today. 
all of the reminders that your grace is not cheap. It came at a cost, and when we use it cheaply, we're missing the points, and we are not loving you. May we love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and may we love our neighbor as ourselves. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. That's the website. That's where you find out what's going on around here. Couple things. It's Christmas time around here, so it's all things Christmas. We have a couple of things that we do around here at Christmas time. One is our annual Daily Audio Bible Family Christmas Party. And you can participate in that by calling in your Christmas greeting to the family here that you've been journeying with all year long. And let your voice be heard as we collect our season's greetings from everyone. You can hit the hotline button in the app to do that. Or you can dial 877-942-4253 to do that. And obviously, those are familiar ways to reach out. That's the prayer and encouragement line. It's just for, for now, through the weekend, it's also the holiday greeting line. So don't delay. We'll stop doing that uh, after this weekend. And we'll start assembling that. So this is getting to be last call. So make sure you participate. The only rule is if you're calling in a holiday greeting, but you also have a prayer request or encouragement, just make those separate. Um, Don't combine like a prayer request and a holiday greeting in the same call. We'll get too confused. It's too confusing for us. (laughs) We can't, we can't stitch it together. So make those separate. The other thing that's going on is uh, an initiative where we have created uh, beautiful vinyl packages of the, the music of the Daily Audio Bible. For example, songs for sleep, and the Promised Land soundtrack, the Heart album, and the two uh, holiday titles that we have, Family Christmas and Christmas Time. And they're beautifully packaged, pressed on colored vinyl, like they're collectible things. And all of the resources from this this year is going into into the global campfire and into the development of our home space on the internet and the application that delivers the content and just all of the apparatus for all of it. We'll be moving into that in the new year. And so just asking for your partnership as we move in that direction. You can find these at dailyaudiobible.com in the shop. Just look for the Christmas section and you'll find it there. And thank you profoundly for your partnership. And if you just want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible as as the year winds down, thank you. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your partnership. We aren't a global campfire if we're not here together. There's no point in being here if we're not here together. But we are, and so there's lots of reasons for us to, to tune in each day and take the next step forward. So thank you for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button at the top. Or you can dial 877 942-4253 
And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. This is Salt and Light with an update on my friends whose daughter fell over after she got out of the shower. They tried to resuscitate her, took her to the hospital, put her on life support. She did not make it. If you could pray for that family. She died from anemia and ammonia. The previous week, her parents and friends said to her, you need to get to the hospital. She said she would take it under consideration, but if she died, she knew, knew where she was going. Sadly, that prediction came true. Oh my goodness. Thank you for your prayers. I love you all so much and I pray along with you every morning. Good morning, daily audio Bible friends. I'm a longtime listener, but I've only called in a couple times. When I did, I remember we were going through something very difficult and my husband said, we need 10,000 prayer warriors and I knew just where to go. And of course, God heard through your wonderful prayers and answered. I'm reaching out now for another prayer request. We had our house damaged in Hurricane Ian, which was over a year ago, and it's not livable. We just moved into our seventh rental here in Southwest Florida, and we are battling with our insurance company. We do have a public adjuster, and they are going before us, but it has been very scary as we have not received one penny for our out-of-pocket expenses for rental, for repairs for our home, our personal property. And so I'm asking for prayer from all of you beautiful friends. Would you just pray for favor that we would get an answer soon and that this company would give us the fair amount to begin repairs on our home. I thank you so much. I believe in the power of prayer and the verse, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. That verse keeps coming back to me, and I am claiming that my God will do exceedingly abundantly. I pray for you all. I'm going by Evergreen in Southwest Florida. I love you, and I so appreciate your prayers. Hi, DAB family. Uh, this is Rich from Lakeland, Florida. First time calling in, long time listener. First, uh, thanks to everybody for uh, their prayers and allowing me the privilege to pray for them. I do have a couple of prayer requests. One for my Aunt Diane, who um, has been in the hospital on death's door for uh, several weeks now. Um, it seems that praise, she is moving in the right direction but she's still got a long ways to go. And the second one request I have is for my son, Josh. He's an active duty Air Force member who uh, had eye surgery this past week and is in terrible pain post-surgically. Um, so just, if you get a moment, just pray for him. Uh, I know that 
as he is separated from his wife and his children, that just makes that so, so much harder. And just be with my wife as she is there comforting him at uh, Keesler Air Force Base in Mississippi uh, and missing his own family. And, of course, I'm missing my sweet wife, Sherry, as his family is at, at Tyndall Air Force Base in North Florida near Panama City. And then we're down here in uh, Central Florida. So, and lastly, pray for my sweet daughter, Megs. Just that I know that she struggles over relationships and growing with the Lord. I just want her heart to be 100% there for her in her life. But more than that, a godly man. I know that she needs and wants so. All right, DAB family, thanks again for listening. Have a fantastic blessing. Hi, everyone. My name is Daniel. Um, I'm calling in for prayer for my mother, Amy. She will be having eye surgery on December 11th in the afternoon. Um, recently, her she's noticed a, um, a difference in her vision, um, and after a doctor's appointment, they told her she would need surgery. Um, the recovery time is a little un, unclear to her, and she is um, worrying about what that's going to look like, what that means for her recovery, for the holiday season, and um, just for her comfort in this in this time. So um, I'm asking for prayer for for peace for her um, and for a speedy and full recovery for her for her vision. Um, so thank you for all your your prayers and the blessing that is this community. Thank you.